0: never ever marks this spot. doesn't believe he exists, the ones that do call him the Winter
1: Soldier. I'm oh, Batman. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Top 5 Report, the podcast that when watching the J.J. Abrams Star Trek, we take a drink every time there's a lens flare. My name is Drew, I'll be your host for the evening, along with me as always is my brother Peter.
0: Here, um, that challenge would actually be pretty. I think it'd be worse if you did the second one, uh, <laughs> into darkness. I, but one
1: player in that movie was just You'd, way You, you would be drunk within the first ten seconds of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, hey man, what's going on? What are we? Um, I feel like this week's kind of gone back to normal a little bit, and like not really in the world, but like I feel like it's not as crazy as it's been the past couple weeks. So uh, tell me, man, what are we watching? What are we reading?
0: Yeah, um, okay, so I mentioned a couple weeks back that in my house it's like Toy Story, like all uh, the Toy Story movies just going 24-7 because my son likes those a lot. So I think I'm going to pop in like every couple episodes with probably a new like little intricacy that I noticed about the Toy Story movies.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I
0: noticed something new um, the past week. Um, and that was actually, I think this might be pretty common knowledge, but I never noticed it before, but did you ever notice that in the first Toy Story movie, uh, the carpet inside Sid's house closely resembles the carpet from The Shining, from the Overlook Motel? Uh,
1: I've never looked at the carpet in Sid's house.
0: (laughs) Yep, and so next time you watch it, pay attention to the carpet, because it's not the exact same color combination but it's the exact same pattern as uh the Overlook Hotel and The Shining and it's one of those things that I noticed I was like wait is that The Shining carpet and then I had to google it and I was like okay so it's not exactly the same but it's pretty pretty similar so I thought that was pretty funny um I also noticed about um you know, once you see something like that, then you're just staring at the background of the rest of the movie, trying to see other little, like, uh, tidbits and stuff like that. You know, one of the other... Sorry, one? go ahead, go ahead. Oh, one of the other things <laughs> it's, it's house is, uh, one of the wallpaper patterns in it looks like it has pot leaves all over it. <laughs> it, it's, it doesn't, but it, it's... The leaves on the paper really look similar to marijuana leaves, even though I know they actually aren't. But I was like, okay, so six parents are potheads, I guess. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, what were you going to say, though?
1: Um, the, um, so I always say that every time I watch Star Wars, I see something new every time I've seen the movie. Like every, I've seen wow. the movies 500 times, but I always notice something I've never seen before. And there's a bolt on C-3PO's armor that I spotted the last time I watched and I've never noticed it before. And I'm watching the scene and I can't stop staring at it. Yeah, So I completely know what you're talking about.
0: (laughs) I remember, um, this might be something a lot of people might know, but uh, I was watching Return of the Jedi like a couple months ago with some friends back, you know, back before friends could actually meet up and stuff in person. Um, But i noticed uh in jabba's palace there's like this weird snake creature that's on like the ceiling above jabba in his throne room um i don't know if you've ever noticed that before if you know what i mean but i had never seen this like creature ever you know of all the times i've seen it, return of the jedi is it the man, weird
1: like, is, it, what the heck is, that thing? is it the weird hanging one
0: yeah, I think so. It's, like, on the ceiling and its head is hanging down a little bit. And it's just right above, like, Jabba and the rest of the people who hang around next to his throne.
1: Right. Yeah, It's it's got, like, a weird tongue sticking out of its head.
0: I want to say so, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I don't remember what that thing's called, but I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. I mean, it's Star Wars, you notice something new every time,
1: so that's what's great about it. Um... Yeah, so you've basically been watching Pixar. Anything else?
0: (laughs) Yeah, so um, I wanted to mention I finished watching Riverdale uh, season four. I don't think I talked about this yet on the previous week, but yeah, because last week I talked about the uh, musical episode.
1: Yeah, you were were close.
0: Yeah, I didn't realize it was only like two more episodes and then the season was going to be done. Um, And I think like what I enjoyed about the season finale of season four of Riverdale is that you're going into season five and there's kind of this, um, you kind of know the antagonist is going to be the principal um, and you kind of have this conflict like already set up with the people being taped and uh, all that. But I kind of wish they would have somehow structured the season to end um, on the whole episode where Jughead and Betty take down uh, Stonewall prep like I kind of still wish that was the season finale, um, just because it was such a satisfying end of the show. And then it was kind of like this, it was kind of like this really satisfying end of a story arc. And then they had a couple extra episodes after that. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And that th- that's just kind of where I wish. I feel like the climax was really when they wrapped up uh, the whole like Stonewall Prep mystery, but. I am excited that the principal, I can't remember, like Principal Butterbottom or something, he's going to be going to Stonewall Prep next season, so I am excited that uh, that school and those characters are still going going to be there. I think that'll be pretty fun. Um, But then, I do this a lot um, because these two shows seem to drop on Netflix at similar times, but I switched over to watching... Well, actually trying to catch up on uh, 13 Reasons Why. <laughs> after, after, after I finished uh, Riverdale, um, we basically just started watching 13 Reasons Why. I don't think you've ever watched the show, right, Drew?
1: No, and I've not been a big... <sighs> the subject matter is what bugs me the most, so no, I have not. Right, so... There's this
0: weird thing that happened where... The, when, when the first season of Riverdale started... I started watching it, and halfway through that season, um, 13 Reasons Why dropped on Netflix, and I thought I'd give the show a chance, and that first season of 13 Reasons Why was so, um, it just felt so real, I guess, and it felt very, you know, it felt very edgy, and it felt very real, and it just, it felt like the stakes were so high in that show, and I know, like, some people have different feelings about the subject matter in the show, and I don't know, especially the first season, I don't know, but I agree with the portrayal of everything in there, but after watching 13 Reasons Why the first season, like halfway through the first season of Riverdale, I couldn't go back to Riverdale, and it was one of those things where it took me like half a year to actually finish that first season of Riverdale, and the reason was because Riverdale just seemed like, it seemed like child's play almost, like it's like, it seemed very cartoony, very silly compared to, like, this very serious, like, real world take I saw in 13 Reasons Why on, like, high school kids and other uh, whatever <laughs> stuff they get into. But the thing is, now it's actually the opposite. I actually prefer Riverdale way over 13 Reasons Why because 13 Reasons Why has kind of became a soap opera, so to speak. Like, the first season, I feel like it was a very concise story that had a beginning and an end and now we're at the point where they're just continuing the story going like they're not um it's it's become a soap opera like they're just going to keep the story going but it doesn't necessarily need to and uh where the first season of 13 reasons why i think i was very surprised with um with a lot of the issues that they tackled in that now i don't really find anything super surprising with that show where Riverdale, I always find extremely surprising because I have no idea what is even going to happen on that show like because of how ridiculous and unpredictable it can be. But the one thing I can say that I did notice um, about 13 Reasons Why that I've been watching recently is the one thing the show does that I think is really redeemable is it does such a great job of making very, uh, very complex characters. Like, There's there's not a lot of characters that are very clear villains and heroes in the show. There's a lot of characters who... There are some, like, definite villains, but almost every villain in the show also has redeeming qualities. And you find yourself, like, almost confused while watching this show because there's these characters that you know you hate, you know you should hate them, but somehow the show makes them feel likable at at moments and gives them redeeming qualities. And it's very... uh, if nothing else, I've been appreciating 13 Reasons Why. What 13 Reasons Why's way of making very sort of complex, realistic characters, if that makes sense, and that's kind of like if people watch that show, I feel like that's something you can get out of it is just seeing, you know, they have this template for these very complex characters that have redeeming qualities and feel very real um, and stuff like that. So I don't know sense but yeah that's kind of just what i was thinking about while watching this show
1: i got you um so i have been um on a star wars kick and basically watching star wars as i've been going to bed um so that has not changed uh which has been just kind of nice so basically i'm learning that i bought disney plus for star wars because i'm in the midst of the clone wars right now and it's awesome um but uh i watched the first episode of space force I thought I lost you there for a second. Um, it is... It. I saw some bad reviews. I really do think the show is ahead of its time. Um, it's very uh, pertinent to what's going on right now because they actually are trying to make a Space Force. Um, but... <laughs> um like that's a like that's a real thing uh so basically it's steve carell uh, gets promoted as a four-star general and he gets put in charge of the space force program and gets sent to colorado to start the base that's going to set up everything they need to make a moon base for the military uh boots on the moon is the catchphrase um the first episode was actual i've only watched the first episode it's actually really funny and nice. um, I was kind of surprised. I haven't watched the whole show yet, but the first episode was funny. It made it promising, but I do think that the show is incredibly ahead of its time. So uh, there is, it,
0: is. Is that just because of subject matter,
1: though? I think it's because of subject matter. I think it's because not a lot of people understand what Space Force is. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a mix. Um, I just. I think. Yeah, go ahead. I
0: don't know. I, I haven't seen the show, but like. I feel like it got so much hype before it was released and I literally don't see anybody talking about it, which, uh, I mean, might go with your point, but it's ahead of its time. I just, uh, yeah, it's just kind of interesting. I feel like I saw a lot of people hyping up the trailer and then just like nobody talking about it online for some reason.
1: Right. And, um, and that makes sense. I just, it was just, uh, and I, and I know that people are talking about it that way. I just, it's just... The cast is massive, and they put all these names behind it, and you're just like, yes, yes. And you see this name, and you're like, yes, (laughs) absolutely, do this. Everything is going right. And maybe it's too many correct things that are firing on the right, on the same, like, on the correct cylinders. It's, like, too much good at once. I don't know how that's a thing. But um, the first episode was funny, and I liked it. And, uh, well, I'm going to keep watching, obviously. But I just thought I'd give you my quick review for it. Um, (laughs) and then, uh, my favorite author, Matthew Riley, amidst all of this craziness with the pandemic and the riots and all that stuff going on, he released two, he announced his next book, which releases in October. I can't wait because my whole life stops when one of his books comes out. Um, but, uh, he's announced his next book. And because of everything going on in the world, he released two short stories that are like almost 40 pages each for free on his website. Um, okay. So I read those, and they're amazing, and it just makes me want his next book that much quicker. Um, so that's what I've been, like, consuming at, uh, since we last talked. So.
0: Were his short stories, like, um, was that just something he did during the quarantine, or is this something he's been working on for a while?
1: Um, I So... One of the short stories directly ties into uh, the next book. The other one is kind of like, it was almost like, it it was based on characters from another novel he wrote a while back, and I think he just had this idea in his head and was like, I'm going to write a quick short story, and was probably just playing around with the characters, came up with a story, and then uh, released it to everyone, because why not?
0: Yeah. I just I just wasn't sure if like it was because he was you know everybody's on lockdown he just needed something to do <laughs> so you yeah know, like kind of the stuff he's come up with and then it's just like really it for free sort of thing
1: yeah um so I it just I both stories were great um one of them the one that's off the other novel is kind of like a side it's like a side adventure for one of the characters from. Uh, the book, The Tournament, which is one of my all-time favorite books, uh, despite him being one of my a favorite author of mine, it's one of my all-time favorite books. And the like I said, the other one links directly to the new book that's coming. So nice, yeah. Um, and that's about it in terms of my reading and watching. So I just I literally like I it's it's messed up. I come home and it's just been like a whirlwind of stuff because. Uh, Fortnite started its new season, so my kid's been all over that. Um, I play Elder Scrolls online, and um, the new chapter for that got released. So it's been kind of more of an Xbox time for me this week. <laughs> so,
0: Oh, nice. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> um, anyway, uh, you want to roll into some news? <laughs>
0: yeah, sounds good. <laughs> all right. I just I don't I don't
1: game a lot so I have absolutely nothing to say. yeah no dude it's all good um, I feel like that was a real clunky segue but you know what it's all good <laughs> we're only 98 episodes in why not um, all right first news story um, so I got this is a little bit of a sad news um, but uh, I wanted to bring it up uh, writer Denny O'Neill or Dennis O'Neill uh, passed away June 11th Um, He was was 81. Uh, If you don't know Dennis O'Neill, he is probably the man who... So Batman, um, from where he started in the comics with Bob Kane and Bill Finger working on the character, and then when the television show, the Adam West uh, 1966 television show hit, uh, Batman became kind of like, almost like a comedy camp humor. It was still Batman, but it was just, it took a different direction, and... Dennis O'Neill basically was the guy who single handedly took Batman from the 1966 Batman back to the dark where we know Batman to be now. Um, So uh, he's responsible, he's partially responsible for the creation of like Raz Al Ghul with um, Neil Adams. And uh, he handled some of the most, some of the largest story arcs. Um, Kevin Smith got a chance to talk to him. It's like almost a three hour podcast a long time ago. On his podcast, Fat Man Beyond, he re-released that interview, and it was really cool to go back and re-listen to it. So um, I just wanted to say um, it sucks that we lost one of the greats, but he gave us so many cool things. I just wanted to bring that up that he passed away. So um. Yeah,
0: um, this is a, that's crazy. I honestly didn't know about this story. I don't know if I just haven't been on Twitter enough lately or something, but yeah, I haven't seen a lot of people talking about this which is unfortunate but yeah i um yeah i had no idea but yeah definitely sorry to see him go um yeah i don't i don't know if i've read any of his stories to be honest so i don't know that i have a ton to say but no it's all right
1: he's just go ahead
0: no no i just i know like i've heard so many interviews with like other people in the comic book industry and i just know how well regarded he was as like a a uh, great writer and stuff like that. So definitely sad to see him go. Yeah, I, I just, I'm kind of surprised I hadn't even heard of this one. Or wasn't um, even aware of this.
1: No, I gotcha. Um, so, let's see here. Um, all right, next story. Um, Oscars pushed back to April 25. Uh, normally Oscars are, take place sometime in February, like mid Uh, middle of the month kind of thing. They're being pushed back a whole month um, to April 25th, but that also means the eligibility window is going to be adjusted as well Um, because of all the theaters um, being closed and movies not being able to get out in time and that kind of production dates dates and everything uh, backed up. um, They've basically pushed everything back, which I think is interesting Um, And I just have a feeling it's going to have a ripple effect as we go. I don't really know how that's going to play out, but um, I just just thought I'd bring it up because...
0: Yeah, it's interesting. It makes me wonder how much of a difference it's going to make, but uh, yeah, that's definitely interesting. It'll be weird to see the Oscars going on in April, you know.
1: Yeah. So, Peter, uh, what do you know about the Animorphs? (laughs)
0: Uh, I know a little. I read uh, some of the back in the day and stuff like
1: that you want to regale um, our readers with what an anamorph is <laughs> uh,
0: so the animorphs were a group of kids who were given uh, these power this power by uh, it's the there's this alien species called the andalites who are kind of like these cool-looking centaur creatures that gave these uh, kids this group of kids the power to turn into any animal that they touch so you can if you've like touched a you can transform into a dog Um, so then when you get into some of the more exotic animals it obviously becomes more challenging to uh, morph into them but that's basically what it was it was a kids children's book series Uh, um, I don't know that's most of my knowledge right there like I said I read some of the books I wasn't like
1: I knew you read the books. That's why I wanted you to kind of explain to everyone what it was um, because yeah. it is beyond my childhood. So I was way too old for these when these came out. But Animorphs, you can finally see all your favorite adventures on the big screen. Um, they are adapting an Animorphs movie uh, coming at some point. Okay. It's it's coming soon. It made me laugh, and I'm like, oh, I'm totally bringing this up. Um, that,
0: that's fun. Um, you know there was a TV I did not. Like, Fox Kids had a a live-action Animorphs TV series, so when you said you can rewatch your favorite stories on a big screen, I thought you were going (laughs) like, they were going to be showing that, like, episodes of that TV series in theaters. And I was just like, uh, okay, why?
1: (laughs) Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm like, Peter will get a kick out of this because I guaranteed you did not see that story. So, um... (laughs) All right, quick Snyder Cut news. Um, actually, let's talk Snyder Cut for a second. Snyder Cut, this is this is spoiler territory question mark. Um, Zach's, so if you watched Batman vs Superman, uh, you know you got to see uh, the Robin costume hanging in the Batcave and it had spray painted across it. Ha ha, jokes on you, Batman. Yes. Alluding to the fact that the Joker killed Robin, which, if you read comic books, yes, the Joker did kill Robin. The Joker killed a very specific character, uh, or one of the Robins, and um, um, that's one of, like, Batman's biggest, like, that's a big thing for uh, Batman. It was teased in um, The Dark Knight Returns, and then they had to explain what happened in Death of the Family, and then they had to uh, deal with it later as, as Batman has carried on. It's one of his biggest burdens. Zack Snyder teases Dick Grayson's death will be explored in his Justice League cut. Um, The bummer about this is it's Dick Grayson is not in the comic book The Robin That Died, but this is the Snyder version of the DC Universe, so I'm kind of okay with whatever they do because this is probably going to be a one-shot only. We're never going to get this to happen again unless this relaunches the entire Zack Snyder universe. Um, So... Um, I just wanted to bring that up. Um, Yeah, absolutely.
0: I I, I saw this on Twitter going around um, where it was just somebody said that it was Jason's costume, and then Zack Snyder said, no, that's Richard's costume, meaning Dick Grayson. (laughs) When I actually saw this uh, tweet being shared around, I was actually confused because I was like, wait, who's Richard? (laughs) And I didn't realize it was, like, you know, Dick Grayson. Um, But yeah, it was. uh, Zack Snyder has, like, a very. I feel like he's got a very thought-out direction. He wants to go with his movies, and I feel like, for whatever reason or another, he really wanted it to be Dick Grayson, and he's probably going to explore those reasons, like you said, in Justice League. So pretty interesting, if nothing else.
1: Yeah. Um, Okay, now let's talk about, um, did you see the Snyder Cut footage that got released today?
0: Yes, yeah,
1: I did. I did. It is, it is like, literally 20 seconds. There is, like, nothing to really, like, get out of it. Um, but uh, it's floating around all over the internet. You'll find it. It's basically Wonder Woman with a torch looking at something on a wall. And holy cow, is it exciting. I can't wait is really all I want to say. So. Um, oh,
0: okay. Are you trying to not spoil it?
1: Kind of. Like, look, okay. we, we all know certain characters are in this. And if you've been following anything related to the Snyder Cut, you can... You kind of know where this is going, but what I will say is, Wonder Woman has a torch in her hand. She's in the dark. She turns to look at something on the wall. You get to see the item on the wall, and it kind of cuts away, and it shows you something else. Um, yeah. And it's just awesome. Let's do it. Like I can't wait. So I wanted to so, bring. I just wanted to bring it up for the fact that there is some Justice League footage out. So. Yes.
0: Yeah, so I won't spoil anything. I didn't know you weren't. You didn't want to spoil anything. On the ball, or what it shows, but I was confused by the uh, you saying there wasn't much to get out of it I was like, really? Like, it was such an epic, huge like reveal. But I, I do agree, like, we all knew that this is coming, we knew that what they showed was going to be part of uh, the Snyder cut, but just seeing it, and uh, especially the tone that the uh, clip had, and how and like serious and cool it was it's just like the hype is so real for this movie like i was so excited seeing this and it's it's something where like i said the tone is much more darker and serious than the justice league movie we got and all the footage which like you said it's only about 20 seconds but all of it was nothing that you saw in the weed and cut so it's really exciting stuff for sure
1: yeah um yeah i'm so, we saw that. Um, did you... You wanted me to talk about... You wanted me to watch the uh, uh, Bill and Ted trailer, since we're talking about footage. Yeah. Um, did you check it out? I, well, I had actually seen it before you sent me that text. So, um, okay. yeah, uh, the Bill and Ted trailer looks uh, looks like Bill and Ted. It looks really funny, actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, I, sent, I t- sent you a text today because I was aware that the trailer dropped, but... I just hadn't watched it till. Uh, so you
1: haven't watched that. it yet.
0: <laughs> no, I, no, I've watched it. I, I was saying I, 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 hadn't gotten a chance to watch it till earlier today. But like, I had a feeling we'd be talking about it on the show, so I was like, I gotta watch this and stuff. But all I can say is like, I think it looks like a perfect continuation of the previous two movies. Like, it looks like it's such a good. I don't know. It seemed like such a realistic way to show like where Bill and Ted are in their life and stuff. And uh, one of the things I appreciated a lot was... uh, There's kind of like this weird meta undertone that I feel this movie's going to have where, you know, Bill and Ted, uh, the characters are in a rock band called Wild Stallions, which is, you know, the biggest rock band in the world, you know? And that was something when the first two movies came out that seemed kind of realistic, but nowadays there's not a lot of really big rock bands and uh, it's kind of like this, like there's this weird meta aspect to the trailer that it's almost like a commentary on uh, rock's decline and like mainstream popularity a little bit and how like Bill and Ted have to pick up the reins and re-become the biggest rock band that's going to save the world and change history and stuff. And so I, I'm probably looking too into it, but there's, like, this weird, like, meta undertone of the whole thing that I really appreciated. But otherwise, it does look really funny. And like I said, it just looks like it's a perfect continuation that came 20 years, 30 years after the last two movies. I don't know how many years it's been, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah,
1: I don't know how many years it is either. Um, Yeah. Um, Yeah, so it, it just looks good. Um, it kind of took me back to, like, the other movies, and I'm like, I'm going to have to see this, so. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, um, all right, so I asked you to watch a trailer. Um. Yes. What, what do you think of Tenant?
0: Okay, so. I assumed
1: you watched it for me.
0: Yes, yeah. Okay. I did. Um, it's hard to know where to begin with this one. Um, it looks, it looks really cool, it looks very interesting, um the way that the time travel works or at least how it seems to work um i know i'm gonna need more of an explanation <laughs> of which i'm sure the movie's gonna su- uh, provide but hopefully you're like what's that
1: i said hopefully because you i know your problem with inception so
0: <laughs> well i at least need to I, I, it's not even that like I, i'm not even like i don't know if they need to go into depth about I just need to, <clears throat> the way the time travel works in this movie is hard to wrap my brain around yep. at this point. Um, so I'm very excited for it. It looks very interesting, but I'm... I don't know if this is a movie that, and this is all just based on a trailer that's only a couple minutes long, I don't know, if I got the feeling like I'm going to have to watch this movie a bunch of times to understand it.
1: I know, but it looks so good, doesn't it? (laughs) But it looks so good. Um, I got to see 10 minutes of it before Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Um, And wow, just wow is really all I got to say. So yeah, go watch the Tenant trailer. It looks awesome. All right, a couple more news stories and then we can get to the list. Um, So this is an important one. Uh, This made me really excited. Um, I'm a big video game person. Um, I know a lot of people are video, big video game people, and one of the things that irritates me more than anything in the entire world lately is when people say video games cause violence, and video games make um, people do bad things, and video games are bad for your brain, and video games are bad for your eyes, and like they'll make all kinds of excuses, and <laughs> they'll make all kinds of excuses to try and tell you that video games are not good. Um, yeah. But if you look deep. The,
0: the, the eyes, the eyes one it just
1: it just made me i just i just thought of it anyway um when you if you look deeper um there's a lot of people who use video games for various things like um like psychologists will use video games for alzheimer patients and stuff like that and um there's a lot of uh, constructive memory ones there's brain games and there's all kinds of like uh things that they'll use video games for for educational purposes. I know there's teachers that use, uh, like my kid has a couple uh, uh, math programs that he has through the school that is basically an RPG, but all the turn-based combat is based off of math problems. So he can't cast the spell unless he gets the math problem correct. Um, Why so, did we have this one? I, I know, right? It's basically <laughs> Final Fantasy It's basically Final Fantasy, but you do math before you cast the spell or before you swing your sword. Like I'm gonna That's do great. this, and then you have to do a math problem. And if you get it right, then what? you don't take damage. For example, I don't know. I kind of watched him play just a little bit. Anyway, the reason I bring this up is that the FDA has approved the first prescription video game for kids this is a prescription video game it is called endeavor rx and it's making history as the first prescription game which is being used to help treat kids with adhd um i will tell you this i've seen some footage if you look it up there are is some footage of the video game Um, out there online. It does look cool, but it is called Endeavor RX, and the RX is important to the title of the game. It has nothing to do with the story or anything. The RX indicates that the only way to play that game is you have to have it prescribed to you by a doctor. Um, And that's what the RX is for. It's basically to indicate that it's considered a medication. I just thought this was awesome, and I'm so glad that something like this exists, because then I can throw it in someone's face and say, look. Um, So...
0: Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It's, it's very interesting. This is one that I feel like I need to research a little bit more after the show. But yeah, I I, I
1: mean didn't I didn't do a lot of research. I basically saw the article, read through it, went, "This is amazing." I got enough information to talk about it briefly on the show, and if people want to check it out, they can. Um. So, uh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, video games is uh, it's like any other artistic medium where there's there's tons of possibilities you can use them for. And I never even think about like the idea of like a prescription video game helping people, but it's aw- always awesome to see um, just any kind of art. And I'm kind of use- using the word art just kind of for lack of a better term. But anytime you see something like this that can actually help people, and especially when it's kind of related to the nerdy pop culture stuff we talk about, it's really exciting stuff and definitely very interesting. So. I'm definitely gonna check out uh, at least some clips and trailers, and maybe research this one a little bit more afterwards.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying check it out. It's I was just really excited to see that that's a thing. So nice. Um, all right, so one more news story, and then we can get onto the list tonight. Um,
0: okay.
1: So cool. this is this is this made me really happy and very intrigued, and this is technically possibly spoiler territory. So. This comes from Star Wars Direct, um, which uh, is a Twitter feed I follow. Which they're usually pretty close, um, but they basically just do nothing but Star Wars news. Uh, some of it's rumors, some of it can be fact, um, that kind of thing. But what we do know is, for example, Ahsoka being in Mandalorian season two. They say it's a rumor, but Mandalorian season two has already been filmed. So a lot of times, things like that get released as rumors when they're already fact because they just want you to they do want to drum up excitement. So. Um, the article reads Rumor Dave Filoni Who is one of my heroes right now Because he's basically like the new George Lucas Will, will reportedly oversee Disney Plus connected Star Wars live action Universe that will include Shows focusing on Ahsoka, Boba Fett Admiral Thrawn And more um, They've been talking okay. I know So here, check this out. And it continues on. Um, A source at Lucasfilm states that the studio is planning to create a universe where all the Disney Plus shows will be connected with a single central storyline. The plan is starting uh, mid-2021 to have a Star Wars show releasing every quarter with one big inspiration being the Game of Thrones series. The shows will be overseen by Dave Filoni, and the plan list includes The Mandalorian, Ahsoka Tano's live-action series, a Boba Fett show, and an Ezra Bridger slash Admiral Thrawn show, and an untitled show starring a new character. What the looks of it from the looks of it, Lucasfilm is heading um, Obi Wan's words in describing uh, the mystic force in the Star Wars universe. It binds the galaxy together. After a resounding success with the launch of the Mandalorian, the studio is reportedly doubling down on Disney Plus as the home for expanding the Star Wars universe doing so through Ahsoka, Boba Fett, Ezra Bridger, and other characters making the jump to live action, connecting their stories together um, much of the universe itself. The inspiration from Game of Thrones is interesting, particular particu- particularly the conclusion of a central storyline tying all these shows together. Uh, the direct has taken into account the director has taken into account the possibility that the Clone Wars and Rebels making the jump to Disney Plus were a means of interacting across shows with new theories forming to mind. Lucasfilm is taking it one step further, and the central storyline can be so significant that its events require the assistance of aforementioned characters. So, yeah. Um, (laughs) Sorry. That's a lot there, but it all sounds really awesome. That was a lot to read. So what What? what I've learned from that is that They took – you have these cartoon shows and like – so our friend of the show, Bryn, has – she started watching the Star Wars show, Star Wars movies finally. And I don't know where she's at with her watching, but she has uh, sent me some text messages and asked me some questions and I responded. And I know she didn't watch Clone Wars. I told her, I'm like, you don't have to watch it if you don't want to. I know she – because I didn't know how she would react to the cartoon, and I didn't want to turn her off and say, oh, watch episode two, and then you got to watch all the Clone Wars before we get back to live action. <laughs> so I didn't yeah. I didn't know how she was going to handle that. So um, she asked me a question, and when I brought up... Oh, she asked me how Darth Maul is still alive and solo. And yeah. my response was, you didn't watch the Clone Wars. And she went, oh, so that show is actually important. And I responded <laughs> with, yes, it is. This article makes me go, that show is incredibly important, and Rebels is incredibly important, and like all these side things they're doing, and they're going to cohesively connect things together with multiple shows and make a colossal, like, its own... I don't want to say the shows are going to be their own universe, because they're going to be intertwined within the movies themselves. This is just exciting, um, and if Dave Filoni is going to be in charge of all of it, I, I cannot wait to see what comes out of it. So... Um, Hearing that there's a Tano show coming, uh, that is spoiler territory. Uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn uh, series is spoiler territory. I'm not real thrilled about Ezra Bridger. He's like my least favorite character of all time, but that's okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, And we'll see how the... We'll see if a Boba Fett thing actually happens. That one I think is a little far-fetched because we have a Mandalorian show. Um, So we'll see. We'll see. But um, I just more Star Wars, to me, like, there is an argument of quality over quantity, but I can't wait, so. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I and, absolutely
0: agree with every, everything you said, like, it's hard to really piggyback and say anything you hadn't said right there, but uh, I do think <laughs> it's a really good point that uh, it is saying that, like, Clone Wars and uh, Rebels is really important, and it's cool that uh, those characters are going to be given their live action do, um, and I don't think that in Star Wars fans' eyes, like, those shows didn't need any legitimizing, like, everybody loves those shows, but it is really cool to see those characters, uh, continue on, and, uh, the recognition that those shows are important, you know, important, as you said, so.
1: Right, um, yeah, I just, I'm excited, so, I'm, I'm of the mindset that all Star Wars is good Star Wars, regardless of your opinions, so, um, because I know people, you know, people just don't like certain movies, which is fine. It's it, that's okay. That's that's allowed. Um, All right. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, uh, do you want to get to the list?
0: Yeah, let's
1: do it. Cool. All right, list time. So Ryan, you know what to do, man. Roll the thing. And now for the top five. Okay, Um, Peter, here we are. This is your list pick, Um, so why don't you explain to the audience what this is, and then we'll roll from there.
0: Okay, yes, so this is our top five filibuster topics. (laughs) So I got this idea because of that classic uh, part of uh, the show Parks and Rec when uh, Patton Oswalt has a cameo where he filibusters at like a city hall meeting and his whole filibuster is this awesome scenario
1: i don't know if i'd say awesome but okay
0: really
1: i mean it's awesome it's awesome that they did something like that and the topic he chose but i was really like when he got to the marvel part i was like okay dude
0: (laughs) (laughs) so um it's it's awesome in the fact that it's somebody filibustering and it's this, the kind of nerdy conversations that me and my friends and brothers and stuff have been having my whole life. But right. Uh, right. As far as actually seeing it represented in movie form, I don't know that I agree, but it's basically this this crazy uh, scenario that ties together Star Wars and the Marvel movies and the X Men movies and was Star Trek in there too? I can't remember.
1: Um, I don't remember, I remember Star Wars and Marvel, because I remember the part where he goes, and that would bridge the Marvel and Star Wars universes together, and then they had to, (laughs) so.
0: Yeah, um, and it's just kind of this crazy movie mashup idea that he had to make, like, this massive, nerdy, awesome movie universe, but it got me thinking, if I had to do a filibuster topic, what would my topics be? And I thought that would just be a fun, like, top five list, like, what are the topics that you think you could talk, you know, over an hour or so about? And uh, since I know, like, Drew and I are both, like, into a lot of, like, nerdy and niche things, I knew it would be a perfect list for this uh, show. So We could kind of
1: we could end up matching a chunk, but I don't know. I think we'll match one for sure. Um, I don't know about the others. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> <I'm pretty coughs> Sorry, <laughs> I, have to, I have to cough. Now. Hold on a second. Keep talking.
0: I had some pretty out there picks that uh, definitely fell in line with the same uh, direction as like what Patton Oswalt did on, Par- on Parks and Rec. So um, yeah, I'm actually not sure a will match at all, but it'll be interesting. Uh, do you have any honorable mentions this week?
1: I have none because I found this list to be, I found this list to be harder than I thought. And I, when I say that, it's not because I couldn't. It's the there's plenty of stuff I can talk about for a long time but the argument is we're not talking about you asking me a question and I spend an hour discussing it with you. We're talking about (laughs) I have to talk by myself for four, five, six, maybe eight hours. (laughs) And that's where I, that's where the roadblock happened because I was like, can I actually discuss that for eight hours (laughs) by myself? You know, so that's where it became a little bit harder. Um,
0: And I guess hearing that some of mine, I don't know if I could go on for eight hours, but they kind of are good starting points. I actually do have two honorable mentions, um, but that's just because I actually found this list really easy and fun. But it's just kind of like what topics would I like to talk about for a long time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can roll into those unless I,
1: I don't know if. You well, if you to have say. on, if you have honorable mentions, let's uh, let's knock them out so we can get to the list and we'll go from there. If you don't, okay. then we'll just hit the list. So go ahead.
0: Yeah, so I have two. Um, the first one's super basic, um, but it's just kind of like something that's super, I, I think is easy to do because I think I'm pretty good at it. Some people might find it harder, but it's simply tell a story. <laughs> like just start making stuff up and you can just like kind of improvise a story and just take it as far as you can go. And I mean, if you know you're going to fil- filibuster, maybe you have a loose outline in your head, but I mean, why not? Just like, you
1: I, know, tell one like of,
0: some improv epic poem in front of everybody. Brief, uh, brief
1: uh, yeah, brief spoiler. Um, one of my list items is kind of related to this, but we'll get to there. So go ahead. Okay.
0: I've got a couple that fall into really similar uh, spots as well. Um, my, my other one is really goofy, but uh, I put serial mascot battle royale. <laughs> <laughs> so this is something that I think it's just because I've talked to a lot of people like uh, that I've worked with and a lot of friends about this. But it's just kind of one of those, when there's a lull in the conversation, uh, sometimes I've brought up, like, so if all the serial mascots were in a big battle royale, who do you think would come victorious? And uh, I-, I think it's just because I've talked about this a lot with a bunch of people. I've gone through, like, so many different of, like, the serial mascot characters and the different scenarios you could do. And I don't think I could talk about this for eight hours, like that was the example you did. But I think I could probably stretch it to 40 minutes or an hour, like, if I really wanted to. And the thing with filibusters is you can always just start... Making stuff up, so I could start bringing in other mascots and cartoon characters, and I think it'd be pretty funny. So.
1: Yeah. No, that's <laughs> I. That's a, that's funny on its own right. So. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um, so this is first actual list pick, right? Yes. Okay, so my first actual pick for the night is going to be Game of Thrones. Um, I am was a massive fan of the books before a show was even a thing, like before a show was even an inception. So I have the book knowledge under my belt because I've read them all. I also have, obviously, the show knowledge, but I would literally start from the beginning and just go. And, like, literally just dictate Game of Thrones for everyone until I ran out of time. Um, oh, and just literally, like, and at the beginning of the show, at the beginning of the book or show, however you want to do it. And then what's really cool is when you get to splits where the book does something different and the show does something, you can kind of explain the... You can totally just explain out the um, the differences as you go and the character changes and choices and that kind of thing. But I just was like, yeah, you start at the beginning and you start talking. And, yeah, I, you know. I think that's
0: a really good idea. And the thing about Game of Thrones is even, though, like, even the characters in the in Game of Thrones are so complex that you could you could spend like half an hour talking about like a character's like personality traits and stuff like that so there's definitely like a deep well you can go into there um I'm kind of also seeing that I feel like this is the difference where uh, this is going to be the difference between our lists because you picked Game of Thrones and I kind of picked a lot of esoteric like improv sort of topics so Hey. I I might be seeing the difference between our lists, but it's let's... all good.
1: It's all good, man. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead. What's your first pick?
0: Okay, so my first pick, I put superhero movies.
1: And uh what
0: I mean specifically about that is I mean, I have a ton of thoughts about I mean superheroes superhero movies is one of my absolute favorite sort of genres or subgenres of movies and uh like, I'm pretty passionate about it. I've seen a lot of them. Um, I'm not going to say I've seen all because that's definitely not true. But I could go on and on about like, what I think makes a good superhero movie and what doesn't. But for a filibuster, I actually have a perfect idea because I've seen online quizzes and online lists about like every superhero movie ever made. And I think I would just literally go through the list, you know, start back in like, the 1930s or 40s when you have stuff like the Superman film serials and Flash Gordon serials and stuff and then just go forward from there and a lot of those old ones I haven't seen but you can also say like why you haven't seen them and then once you get to the ones you have then it starts the whole like sort of uh I don't know what the right word but the tournament where you say oh I actually like this one better than the last one I talked about and you could just Go through and analyze every superhero movie, and I think that would be definitely
1: a good way to waste some time. So, yeah, um, no, that's that's actually a good one. that's actually a good one to discuss because you get into like the DC versus Marvel stuff. You get into like, you can do a lot of story things with that. So,
0: absolutely, but the the thing is, there's like sixty years of movies or something before even getting to the DC and Marvel stuff because there's like the old superman movies there's batman there's a bunch of other stuff based on comics like like, there's a there's a ton of there's like a huge well of information there that i think people will forget besides just the current like you know mcu movies and dcu and all that so
1: yeah um all right so my next one is stargate um <clears throat> I'm a big fan of Stargate. Um, it's not a franchise that's talked about. It's kind. Of, I feel like it's kind of a buried franchise right now, which is kind of sad because I think this would be a perfect opportunity for like a revival. Um, but um, the Stargate has a story. Like, where did it come from? Why is it a thing? Like, where the alien, where the Goa'uld come from, and the Wraith, and all that stuff, and how do you split off to the Atlantis base, and then the Destiny missions, and all this stuff? It's three television series. Four movies, four, three movies, three movies, three television series. It's um, 17 episodes, 17 seasons of television plus three movies. Like that's massive. And then there's a huge history behind it too. So literally like you just start explaining and you just go. Um, and I, I wouldn't, I might need a little, I might need a little bit of a refresher, but for the most part, I know enough to be able to talk for eight hours um, at least on that topic alone. Nice, Um, so that's why I picked it. It's kind of like, a, it's kind of like an, it's my off the wall one for the night. So, um, yeah,
0: that's great.
1: Yeah. All right, man, go ahead.
0: (laughs) So my next one is a, um, it's a very classic conversation topic. Um, it's one we've talked, we've definitely brushed on a bit on the show, but I would probably go, uh, go and talk about my uh, body apocalypse survival plan um, I think this is like a great filibuster topic because there's so many different angles you can use and you can just discuss about like where would you go, what would be your headquarters, where are you going to get your weapons, where are you going to get your medical supplies like all these different aspects and I think it's like a really fun topic I've talked a ton about this with friends and stuff so I feel like I just kind of at the drop drop of the hat i kind of have a lot of stuff to go off on but yeah i think this is uh this one i just think is very entertaining but i could definitely talk a long time about um a while back i worked at a uh, retail store that was between a dick's sporting goods and the hospital and uh, i always thought that would be like the perfect spot to uh set up you know make your my home base for the zombie apocalypse because i could get like my weapons and ammo is at the Dick Sporting Goods and all my medical supplies at the hospital. And then, you know, I already knew the store, like, the back of my hand. So I'd know, like, what what exits to close off right away and just, like, every little angle I kind of had covered. So I just love talking about this stuff and you can definitely waste a lot of time doing it. Um, yeah.
1: Awesome. Um, yeah, you can waste a lot of time because I can, you know, when Walking Dead started, that's all I wanted to talk about at work was how would you do it? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
0: So, um, it's kind of. I I miss that a little. I know zombies aren't like all the rage right now, but I kind of do miss those conversations going on all the time. <laughs> did
1: you ever hear? Um, did you ever hear about a game called The Escapists? It's God, a vi- it sounds
0: vaguely familiar. It's
1: it's a video game. It's called The Escapist. It's a top down <laughs> view, like an old school Legend of Zelda, or like an old school uh, Final Fantasy. And, okay. um, you're basically in a prison and the ultimate goal is to stage a breakout and escape the prison. Um, uh, okay. nice. the, they just released, it's like $4 on Xbox. And when I saw the footage, I was kind of like, Hmm, man, I kind of want to do it. Um, they released the escapist walking dead edition and the trailer, when I watched the trailer, it literally starts with you playing as Rick Grimes, waking up in the hospital and you have to get out of the hospital and then you literally play through the course of the show. <laughs> um, so, you know, hey, we need to cut a hole in the fence. Sweet, I gotta go find the pliers to break the hole. You know what I mean? Like It's it's that old-school style Legend of Zelda top-down, you know, scrolling, uh, paneled uh, game and you basically have to play through and survive the zombie apocalypse. And the footage, I was just like, oh my god, it's like 8-bit graphics but they did it right. They did it right in the most amazing way. <laughs> yeah, I feel like
0: that sounds kind of familiar, the Walking Dead version. I feel like I might have seen clips from that or something like that. But, yeah, that sounds super fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, so, anyway, does um, this go back to me? Yeah. Okay. So, my third pick for the night is DC Comics Canon. Um, okay, nice. Now, the reason I brought this up is because there's television canon, there's movie canon, there is animation canon. Um, this the comic book canon, that kind of thing. But I want to focus specifically on comic books because I had I have a massive, massive comic book collection and I always had this idea and I have more DC than Marvel by far. but I always had this idea that the DC books follow a very specific Canon storyline, even though you have different authors and writers, um, telling their takes on different characters and exploring them in different things. You have the Elseworld books. You have the uh, side. Like, it's basically a multiverse, so it doesn't always happen on the same Earth or the same reality. But I had this idea that it all worked cohesively, and it all worked together, and there really is a chrono- a chronological timeline that takes place throughout the DC universe, not just Golden Age, Silver Age, Modern, that kind of stuff. Now. Yeah. I don't want to spend eight hours explaining it to you because I feel like I'm about to go down that rabbit hole. But because I had this idea, I decided I'm going to reread my entire collection. This was a few years back. It took me a year and a half to reread the entire DC collection from beginning to end. And I guessed as to where things would fit chronologically. couple guesses were wrong. Most of them were right. I was looking at copyright dates and kind of putting things, kind of putting things in order. So now my entire DC collection is shelved in a chronological timeline. <laughs> yeah. um, and I had a friend of mine say, how do you ever find a book? And I go, I know where everything lands because I read through it. Um, uh-huh. But I was looking at dialogue cues, I was looking at pictures, I was looking at references back and forth between books. And I'm like, oh, that definitely takes place here and that takes place after this and so on. So I figured for a filibuster, you literally start at the beginning of the DC history and discuss how it all flows. <laughs> that's great. That's, um, that's perfect. But I could literally do that for eight hours and not break a sweat. So
0: yeah, I mean it's. I mean, if you know the material, like you can go off for so long. Um, and like, I mean, obviously, like you have, and I don't mean this like. <laughs> I don't mean any offense. Like you have a lot, a pretty good explanation for just like organizing your DC collection, which is awesome because that gives like a huge chunk of. Discussion time right there. uh, (laughs) I mean, when you're talking comics, there's so many different aspects to it, because then you can even get into the creators of the comics. You can talk about who wrote what stories and what they were doing at that time, and then the artists. I know. know. There's so many different facets. Like, this is such a big well you can go into. And
1: it got Um, a little... What's that? It got a little hard to put the books in the proper, in the order I wanted them when I got to the new 52 and the rebirth era, because they're, they overlap each other so much. You're just like, well, you should probably read that one first kind of thing. Like that's, that got, that got difficult, but I figured it all out. So, or at least as where I am right now, I figured it all out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, that's like, it reminds me of the X-Men movies a little bit like. Oh, I know people sure. argue uh, with me about this, but I feel like the best way to watch those movies is in release order. But
1: I don't full, know if you have a full you know, release order. Expect even when Wolf, even when the Wolverine movies fall wherever they fall, that's the order you watch those movies. And just straight yeah. release order, it's the it makes because of the time travel stuff that happens later. It is best to just watch them in full release order.
0: And that's that's always what I felt too. So I'm kind of glad you agree with yep. me about uh,
1: Deadpool and all okay, like cool. just all release order for X Men um okay uh your third pick for the night man
0: yeah so um kind of uh kind of related to your dc thing but um so <laughs> you're gonna have a hard time writing this down so we'll have to figure it out but i put concoct how you would form a movie franchise of your choice so basically my idea was you have like the marvel movies and they're all connected and now you have the dc movies and they're all connected and i thought it was like this one is probably the most similar to Patton Oswald's thing where it's kinda of like take a franchise that you like and then just come up with a movie universe for it. And uh, the one I picked that I still wanna I still wanna see on screen and I still wanna see be very successful is the uh, universal monsters. Like I really want to have that universal monsters shared a movie universe because if it was done well it would be amazing. Did and you... I think it would be just kind of fun to
1: What's up? No, finish your sentence and then I'll ask the question.
0: Um, I kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> sorry, so. Oh, you can go I'm ahead.
1: sorry, I derailed you. No, um. No, it's all good. The Universal Idea, that's awesome. Did you see the new, the most recent Mummy with Tom Cruise?
0: No, I still haven't seen it. Um, it's, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. I really want to, I just still haven't seen
1: it. It's honestly, it might be on Netflix. Maybe. Maybe um i saw it somewhere when i was poking around when i was playing around online um i saw it i really liked it and you can tell what they were trying to set up you really could tell what they were trying to do and i don't know why i honestly don't know why it flopped i you got me man like when you see what they were attempting in that movie yeah they could have really gone somewhere with it and i was kind of shocked that it didn't uh do what i thought it was gonna do so yeah
0: and i think it's um i don't know if it's like the marketing for the movie wasn't right or something Um, but yeah I I have heard that there's a lot of really cool easter eggs and I really need to see that mummy movie it's just kind of this thing where I don't know like I think the movie doesn't have a lot of buzz with people I talk about or or talk to so I just never get reminded like oh yeah I need to check out the mummy I haven't seen it streaming anywhere, so I just haven't had like the opportunity. But I really need to uh, seek that out. Yeah. And I think like. And
1: I will say that I really liked it. Like I actually yeah. liked it. I thought it was pretty good.
0: Cool. That's awesome. Um, and I, I think like like I picked Universal Monsters for this one, but you could really do it with any franchise. But I just think it's kind of fun. Like even if you wanted to use a, a, an existing one, like if you're like, this is how I would make a Marvel movie like a marvel superhero shared universe and you just kind of go by like how you would construct your phases or movies or series or whatever i think it would be a really fun thing to do um i always thought it would be fun to have like the universal monsters like a shared universe that's more in like a uh maybe a victorian english setting or you know like a you know more of a Gothic traditional Gothic setting but um yeah, I need to I need to watch the mummy and let you know what I think of that. Um, another fun idea for this whole like filibuster idea I had was uh, do a shared universe with all the slasher characters, like you know Jason, Freddy. Oh, um, a dimension like characters. a
1: dimension films uh, shared universe.
0: I guess if that's what if if dimension does a lot of those. Well,
1: I I believe that, I believe all the characters like Jason, Freddy, all those like Jason, Freddy, uh, Ghostface. Um, I'd have to go back and look to see who else on the list, but I'm pretty sure those are all owned by Dimension Films because they were all um, uh, Wes Craven. Um, okay, so right on. um, there's uh, there's this part at the beginning of
0: uh, Bride of Chucky where uh, it shows like it's like the first I I want to say it's the first scene of the movie, but it shows it's like late at night and it's in this uh, police department in this uh, evidence locker. And uh, Chucky's in this, like, evidence locker, and he escapes, and then um, chaos ensues from there. But before they show Chucky, they show, like, Freddy Krueger's glove and Jason's mask and, like, a couple other characters. Like, I think they have the puzzle box from uh, Hellraiser and stuff. And I just loved that sort of uh, connection that I had on that movie, and I always thought it'd be cool if they did something with that. Like, I know we have Freddy versus Jason, but it's just like, let's see, you know, everybody go like that'd be really cool. So that was kind of my two ideas there.
1: Right on. Um, all right. Ready for my next one.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. So you had, as an honorable mention, tell a story. So this is the one that is related to that in a way. And I was trying to think, and, and I really was like, what takes, what is the, what is the one thing that I do that takes an ungodly amount of time and, I always cut it short where I know that if I started at like 10 o'clock in the morning, I would still be doing this until 10 o'clock at night if someone let me do it. And that is (laughs) play Dungeons & Dragons. You literally literally get up to the podium, you take everyone on the panel you're filibustering in front of, and you create a character for every one of them, and then you just DM a system. (laughs) You just DM a game until you run out of time. (laughs) Okay, that's that's pretty good. Um, you basically just have a dice tray. You bring a dice. You bring character sheets, a dice tray, and um, <laughs> your dice. And you literally like, okay, you're gonna be an elf, and you're gonna be a ranger, and you just start writing shit down. Like you just go, and then once you have everyone, even if they don't interact with you, you make all their decisions and everything for them, and you just run that's, the whole thing. <laughs>
0: that's what my next question was gonna be. Is like, what if they don't play along? I no, guess it's just you make the
1: decisions for. You books. make you make all the decisions. You just run the whole thing, story, everything, and you just go. And if you know anything about playing Dungeons and Dragons, sometimes the DM has to think on his feet and just roll with it. And that would be the that would be the most amazing like <laughs> thing to watch because you know certain dungeon masters get into character voices and they try to do dialogue and like all this stuff. So you could literally just roll for a really long time and just go. <laughs> Absolutely,
0: that's great. I. Uh...
1: I was. I really like that one. I realized that this one probably is the best uh, thing I could throw out there because I know that, like I said, we could start at ten o'clock in the morning and come ten o'clock at night, we'd still be playing if I could. So.
0: The, cha- the biggest challenge with this one is not having dead air because I know. Uh, right. <laughs> at least when I have played D and D, like there's, and I've uh, mostly just played fourth edition, which has a lot of. Uh, a lot of like battling with miniatures and stuff, so there's there has been like this sort of like quiet times where it's like we're almost between scenes and uh the DM has to set up the next like game board, so to speak. Um, but if you're playing one that's uh,
1: if I'm playing like fifth edition playing. where it's a lot of theater of the mind, we can roll with it and yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was gonna say the ones uh, I mean, I guess like First edition, like, I, I've heard first edition is literally just theater of the mind, and, uh I guess fifth edition gets back to that, which is awesome, so
1: yeah, there you no, go. That's, yeah, that was my that was my next pick, because I just know how long I could talk on it, and it would be, it would basically be nonsense for however long, and the, the <laughs> hope would be someone sitting in the audience, like, yeah, what happens next in the story? <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> no, that, this is, uh, D&D is perfect, I didn't even think of that, but that's great.
1: Um, all right, man, so what's your second pick, or second to last pick?
0: Yeah, so my second to last pick um, I kind of came up with a goofy name for but I was calling it the Tournament of Champions. <laughs> and this is very similar to the serial mascot one I mentioned but Drew, this is something that you and I used to do a ton back in the day and basically what it would be is just who would win in a fight
1: and, and I and would why. just talk
0: about what's up And why. Exactly. And this is one that you just go up there, you pick two characters, explain who would win in the fight and why you think that, and then just go from there and maybe just do winner stays, you know, put that character against somebody else.
1: <laughs> winner stays. That... <laughs> or, or, or
0: not, but it's something that you could go on for hours, you know, and you could just start taking different characters from different uh, aspects of pop culture. And I love, um, I love the whole, like, character versus character discussions anyways so this one would be great but it's kind of just like there's no limits to this one at all so like you can just you know
1: go off at it so Uh, my biggest problem with any of these topics is i know i talk fast so i know that i would have to slow way down um to fill the time gaps that's the thing so (laughs) absolutely (laughs) um Okay, so my final pick for the night, which I'm surprised hasn't come up yet on your list at all, but it sounds like we tackled this completely differently, is um, I'm going to talk Star Wars. Okay. Um, I'm going to th- I, I, go sorry, ahead. I was
0: thinking you were thinking that we were going to match either on this one or the DC one. Oh, I expected
1: us to match on Star Wars, honestly, but apparently we didn't because yeah. you didn't say so. Um, <laughs> Which is good. I like having lists or we don't match. Um, yeah. No, so with Star Wars, literally I would start at the beginning and just be like a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away and just start. You just do it everyth- everything in chronological order. So you, you do episode one, you do episode two, you get to the Clone Wars. I would dictate as much of it as I could possibly remember because it's so massive. Then I would cover episode 3, go back to Clone Wars to explain how Order 66 affected Ahsoka. Then I would jump to Solo. Then I would jump to Rebels, cover as much of that as I can remember. Jump to Rogue One, 4, 5, 6, all of Mandalorians, 7, 8, 9, and literally scene-by-scene scene dialogue if I have to. Um, when you get to the midichlorians, you take a break to really explain what midichlorians are so everyone understands that the Jedi were thinking wrong and... Uh, the midichlorians shouldn't have even be looked at as a thing, as opposed to it being a spiritual thing. Um, and it was the Jedi that made the mistake, not George Lucas that made the mistake. <laughs> um, and you and I literally would have tangents from the story to explain some filmmaking techniques if I wanted to. But I mean, it's just yeah, awesome. I just <laughs> I know I can just go on that forever. So
0: yeah, it is. It is one of those things that uh, you can really you can really go on and on about. Uh, I mean, a lot of movie franchises, but Star Wars is a perfect one because there's so much history there. And uh, as you pointed out, because I wasn't even thinking about the TV shows, but there's so much. When you include everything, there's so much story content. And then when you get into. I mean, if you ever ran out of story content, then you just go over to the making of Star Wars and start describing right. how the movies were made and how they came to be. And then even if you run out of that um and you run out of everything else you can talk about your personal relationship with star wars and how you grew up a star wars fan and you you know made uh, fake lightsabers out of wood when you were a kid and just like all those like fun aspects like it's really like an endless well um as long as you approach it the right way so this is a great pick um i i think if i was thinking like about just franchises i could talk about uh similar to how you constructed the list star wars definitely would have made Top five. So
1: Well, that's too bad we didn't we didn't match but that's okay. Uh, (laughs) Um so um right man, what do you uh got for your final pick for the night?
0: Yeah, so my final one uh is a lot less goofy than all my other ones, but I simply put the art of uh making comic books. Um and this is something that I think I think this is like a topic that I'm probably more passionate about. I like this uh,
1: I like this topic by the way. So go
0: ahead. Yeah. Like, I'm more passionate about this topic than most other topics we could even talk about, but it's like, I love making my own comic books. I think about this a lot. I think about what I think makes a good comic, what I think makes a bad comic. Um, I'm really interested in a lot of different kinds of comics when it comes to, you know, anything from, like, American superhero comics to manga to underground, like, indie comic stuff, and, like... I think uh, I could spend a long time talking about like the things that certain uh, comic um, like I could talk about for example like American superhero comics where I think they get the medium right where I think they get the medium wrong um, the, especially the art aspect I can go really into but it's just kind of like this thing where this is something I'm super passionate about and I think I could just talk a, a lot about sort of thing so it's kind of hard to start but it's just something that I've kind of like personally been thinking about and working on like in my own life like for a long time as far as like researching and reading and stuff like that and I'm kind of a weird comic book fan where I'm almost more interested comics than even like the comic stories themselves (laughs) sometimes so yeah I think like this is another one that I could talk so much about where if I ran out of talking about, like, my personal thoughts on how to make a good comic, I could go into which artists I like, which ones I don't, which writers I like, which ones I don't, and it's kind of just this huge, like, topic that I could talk
1: about, so. Um, no, yeah, and I and I think that's a, that's a really cool uh, thing to be discussing, um, um, and you could... Yeah, and, you know, what's funny about filibuster topics is, like, you don't care about boring the people in the audience or the people in the thing. You basically are stuck talking until they can't do it any longer, um, until they have to go, okay, that's time, you're done, like, you know, we all have, <laughs> like, fine, you just wasted how many hours of our night, you know what I mean? Like, so, um, But yeah. this,
0: is, this is also on um, – I saw somebody posting something online recently that everybody – everybody has a topic they're an expert on and everybody has a topic they can talk your ear off and it's for a lot of people it'll be something really niche and like or niche I guess I should say that that like maybe not a not a lot of other people know about like you know you talk to your random friend or something like that and they're really into bird watching and they can talk really passionately about (laughs) bird watching but it's such a niche topic and I think Creating comic books is my niche comic or niche topic, I guess, and that's kind of why
1: this one makes the last pick on my list. And the and the reason I chose Star Wars is because I know that if it was a panic moment and it was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to do this," it was like, "All right, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away," Um, (laughs) you know, I would just like that's you would just be like, "All right, well, I'm stuck here. This is what we're doing." Um, I want to apologize to the listeners real briefly. I don't know if you could hear it while Peter was explaining the comics. If you heard some popping in the background, (laughs) my neighbors apparently shooting off fireworks in the street. (laughs)
0: Um, I hate hate it like during the summer when everybody's got their illegal fireworks and stuff and just randomly, you're just like, wait, was that gunshot? And it sucks that we live
1: in that. We live in a world where we have to go, wait, was that a gunshot? Oh, yeah. Um,
0: But, yeah, it's just... uh, it's it's always funny, but there's always like that split second of like you know what the heck was that? Oh no, it's just fireworks
1: or whatever. But um, yeah, uh, yeah. So, all right. <laughs> do you um? Well, yeah. If you guys heard the popping, that's what it was. If not, it went, whatever. Um, <laughs> you want to know what we're gonna do next week? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, so did. I was thinking about um I was thinking about this because of the Snyder Cut coming out. And because DC and I know I didn't talk about it at the top of the show, but I'll briefly mention it now. DC is doing in August, they're gonna do a fandom, um, like virtual uh, convention. I like thought
0: we were gonna talk about thing. this on the news. I was a little surprised. Yeah,
1: I, I I meant to bring it up and I'm like, Oh shoot, I didn't, I'll just talk about it now <laughs> because it's related. Um, I don't know yeah. much about it. It's gonna be in August, so um yeah. Um we'll find out more and I'll have more information on it next week. Um if I've I'm not- Go ahead. What I
0: understand it's kind of like in the absence of comic-con, this is DC doing an event that's all online and it's all just to spread the word about their movies and comics and HBO max and stuff. And I might be wrong, but I feel like it's a 24 hour stream of just information. And, uh, because like for me, like I always say comic-con is my super bowl. Um, and since that's canceled, like, it's really sad to know that, but I love seeing like events like this happen. So I'm actually super excited about this. Yeah. Um,
1: and yeah is... What were you
0: saying about, uh, you can keep going.
1: Well, the reason, so that, because that landed in terms of uh, news, which I apologize for not putting it earlier in the show. Um, oh, I, was, no, all good. <laughs> I was thinking about uh, the DC universe and I went back and I had, to, and I had to go through the entire run of everything you and I have done to make sure we didn't do this list. Um, so I had to go back and look at every list you and I have done since the inception of this show to make sure. Um, but next week we're going to do DC Comics story arcs. So your five, your five favorite story arcs in DC Comics. So whether that's animated, live action television, live action movie, the comics alone, what are your five favorite stories? Um, I know that's a hard one, but at least I narrowed it down to DC for you. Um, um, I know one of them off the top of my head without thinking about it. I'd have to go back now. I have to look at my collection, but... Uh, okay and I know I've talked and the one that I'm talking about I've mentioned many times on the show so if you've listened to the show you know I'll be talking about it <laughs> yeah um, but um, yeah so I just thought this would be a good one because after that we're moving into because um, uh, th- that makes episode 99 next week which means we're about to uh, go into our next in my turn in my head the next phase of the podcast <laughs> um, where Marvel or ha- <laughs> Marvel has their phase one two three that kind of thing so um, yeah
0: no, that's great. Um, and it sounds like you you were saying movies, TV, like it all counts for
1: the yeah. DCL. Just well, that's the thing. Like you know, I I was thinking comic books at first, and then I was like, well, you know what? I really liked this story arc from Justice League Unlimited, and that was animated. So maybe that'll make it. I don't know if it'll make it, but oh, it may- okay. you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh wait, there was like that two parter on Batman the Animated Series. That was a really good story. You know what I mean? So, um. Or like the Elseworld story arc that they did on the CW or like the Crisis of Infinite Earth they did in the CW. You know what I mean? Like I was just thinking about story arcs in general. Um, so yeah.
0: Yeah, this is uh, this'll be a lot of fun. Like yeah, the I'm like, about
1: it. like technically you could say the Dark Knight by itself is one story arc, but you could look at the trilogy as a whole and make that one of your picks. So yeah. I just that's what I meant, so sweet. Yeah, am yeah. good um all right dude you want to close this out for the night bring this episode to you know throw it in the can <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's another episode in the can for us uh do me do us a favor check out our website topfivereport.com. there you'll find links to all of our social media twitter and facebook along with our link to our email top at gmail.com you can interact with the show there or hit us up on our social media either way works um uh you uh we are on stitcher google play iheart radio apple podcasts uh there you will find you can subscribe to us uh and if you do you'll not miss a single episode you can also uh write us a review which we love the five stars but we understand criticism because it helps us get better and it makes the words we say feel important um you can follow me personally on twitter and instagram at drew 3927 uh peter
0: yeah um you can follow me on twitter at ninja pierre and that's where i will be pointing out how we all know the cinnamon toast crunch chef guy would be taking out taken out first
1: <laughs> um <laughs> i forgot they had a mascot um <laughs> all right man for that's,
0: that's a bit of a throwback because their current <clears throat> mascots like little cinnamon toast crunch dudes or
1: something like that right on um all right dude well for the top five report uh i'm drew I'm Peter. and uh We'll see you next week. Have a good night, everybody.